Welcome to the Modern Hippie Podcast, where we'll be exploring all of my favorite boundary-pushing people and topics surrounding consciousness, psychedelics, mental performance, functional medicine, living in alignment, and so much more. I'm your host, Barrett Perlman, a former pro wakeboarder turned body worker, energy healer, and well, a modern hippie. And I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the Modern Hippie Podcast. I am joined today by a dear friend and mentor of mine, Lynn Teachworth, who is a massage therapist in Florida who has trained in 34 different modalities. He's the founder of TrueNamics, the youngest person in the world to be inducted into the World Massage Hall of Fame. Uh, he's an energy healer and a, a gift fellow at the Gray Institute, and you also specialize in structural integration. Um, you're just honestly one of the most profound people I've ever had in my life with regards to like body work, energy work, all the things. So, Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Don't hear that yeah. every, very often. <laughs> Uh, to, to give my listeners a little background, I have known you, I think, since I was like 19 years old, which makes this about 17 years of friendship yeah. and body work. That back in the putting your body together when you were a wakeboarder, crushing yeah. it out there on the water. Seriously, I, I found my way <laughs> into your office by way of my wakeboard coach, Glenn Fletcher at O-Town Water Sports. Um, I had thrown out my back really bad. And I had been to like two different chiropractors who told me that I was never going to wakeboard again. And I needed to fix how I held my hips and this and that. And Glenn and his wife, Melissa, kept being like, you need to go see Lynn. You need to go see Lynn. And I was like, but Lynn's more expensive. And finally, after like three months of pain, I was like, I give up. If your guy's so good, I give up. I just, I'll pay anything. And I walked out of your office for the first time in three months without pain. Like, I went and sat in the car and cried because I had forgotten what it <laughs> felt like not to be in so much pain every day. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, that's what I feel bad about. There is in a lot of the education systems and a lot of the treatment modalities are really, really outdated or taught from an old model because really lower back pain is one of the easiest things there is to fix, you know, to help people with unless it's like you need surgery. If not, it's actually something that's pretty easy to deal with. Yeah, and but. you blew my mind. <laughs> it ended up <laughs> most of it ended up being in my hips. And it was just like yeah. you got in there, loosened it up and gave me a few stretches and I had some other discs and things that were out of place as well that were contributing to this misalignment. But um yeah, that's the thing with lower back pain. It all comes from the front of the body, right? All the adductors and hips and hip flexors crank everything forward and jam up the lower back and especially wakeboarding, right? You're just <laughs> It's all about force absorption going so high. If all that doesn't work, your lower back will just get jammed up and then you get herniations, which really has nothing to do with the spine. Oh, interesting. What do herniations, mm -hmm. what do they have to do with? Well, it's just alignment, right? Because in being a structural integrator, right? I mean, you can call it rolfing. I trained it under Tom Myers or so many different things out there. But, you know, after a thousand hours of staring at people in their underwear and really understanding anatomy and the position of the body to the nth degree. And then when you throw uh, functional biomechanics on top of that, you can really kind of understand how the body works. And so, you know, wakeboarding is an example. It's kind of like golf or some of these other sports where you're, you know, we're bent forward. We're all sitting in desks. We're driving. We're all bent forward in flexion. And so if you think about like your femurs, right, your leg bones are sitting there and then your pelvis is sitting on top of that. And then on top of that are your vertebrae. And so bones really are at the mercy of all the ligaments, the fascia, the muscles, you know, and all that information from the meridians and everything. And if we all get really, really tight in our quads and hip flexors, and especially like I say, in wakeboarding, you're, you're kind of bent forward holding that. You're getting yourself really, really strong in flexion. And so if your pelvis is bent forward and then you go to stand up and walk around, your spine has to almost go backwards to compete with gravity. So I guess mm. if you think about your spine doing two things, when you bend forward, it goes into flexion. And when you lean backwards, it goes into extension. And so when everything in the front of your pelvis is, your pelvis is tilted forward, your spine's automatically there. So anytime you lean back or God forbid, land on the water from jumping, it just starts to compress the disc. So if we get all the muscles in the inside the legs and the front of the legs to, 
to decompress and allow the pelvis to go back, then the vertebrae has a nice platform to sit on and then you don't have any more back issues. The herniations will go away. Mm. So not to be technical, but that's kind of how most of it works. <laughs> this is a little Same with sacroiliac joints and all that. Yeah. All that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I threw my back out recently again. And, um, I, of course, as a body worker myself, I'm just usually too busy to go get work done now because I'm like, oh, I've got to take a whole day off work to get body work done and maybe even the whole next day. And like, how do I I plan, how do I plan that into my life? But, um, I have a friend I've been training in massage who just wants to do it for fun, but he's really good at it. And so I had him come over and he's like, so you want me to like do your lower back. I was like, no, I want you to do my legs. <laughs> I want you to do my hips. <laughs> I want you to do like yeah. everything literally but my lower back. And uh, Exactly. Yeah. That's how it works, right? That's why you see a lot of other modalities like, well, we're going to need to see you three times a week for six months to get this opened up. It's like, or maybe once or twice and we actually get to the root mm-hmm. of the problem that could <laughs> help it, you know? So but to each their own. I just like things that work. So how did you get into body work? Um, well, it's kind of funny. I grew up in a little farm town in Nebraska, and my dad was a pretty well-known chiropractor, and he was always into kinesiology and acupuncture and, you know, energy stuff. And, you know, back because in a, in a small town in Nebraska, you can't bring people back three times a week to get them better. Either people get better or they don't. So you have to have really good skills. That's why like most of the great chiropractors are in these little towns all over the Midwest, right? Because if mm. if they don't get results, they don't have a business. And so it's not like a city where it's like, hey, we can do a PI and do the bare minimum and see you a hundred times and make a lot of money, right? That doesn't that doesn't work in that um in that condition. But anyway, I, that's kind of where I grew up. So I always had that attitude of, you know, Hey, if you're going to do something, do it right. And I, I really had an interest in it, but I was kind of the black sheep of the family that wanted to get a business <laughs> degree instead of that. And I was too dumb to pass organic chemistry probably. So I was going to make it through chiropractic school. So I got a business degree. And after I graduated from, uh, from college, I moved to Dallas and, you know, hated my corporate sales job, but luckily a drunk lady rear-ended me and I started seeing this chiropractor mm-hmm. that was just, you know, kind of doing the same thing over and over. But so my dad was like, hey, you need to find somebody to help with your soft tissue injuries. And so I ended up going to this lady who was a rolfer and she just kind of looked at my feet and said, oh my gosh, I got to look at your feet and lower legs because I have these like super high arches that cause all kinds of issues in my body. And I said, well, no, I had whiplash so my neck's really messed up and she's like okay anyway lay on the table and she (laughs) you know beat up my legs and got it going and I stood up and I was like oh my gosh my feet feel amazing what did you do and she goes well how does your neck feel I'm like oh my god it doesn't hurt you hardly touched it and I went that was the coolest thing I've ever seen and I went back again and by the time I got done with my second session I'm like yeah sorry mom and dad I'm going back to school so it was just the coolest thing ever. So I ended up moving to Florida and going to massage school. And then just, you know, I was supposed to move to LA after two years, but I just kept working with more and more athletes. So I just never made it out there. So here I am. Wow. I don't blame you. To my knowledge, you've worked with the Orlando Magic. You've worked with most of the pro golfers on the pro tour, pretty much probably every single pro wakeboarder on the pro tour. Um, any pro athlete who lives in the greater Orlando area has probably been to Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I still work with a lot of guys in the NFL and, you know, wakeboarding's almost non-existent, but it's still there. Still work with yeah. those guys and yeah, it makes me sad, but uh, yeah, I do. I don't travel with them as much as I used to. I mean, if somebody gets hurt, you know, I might head out there now and then, but mostly it's just because I'm teaching so much anymore. I've kind of got out of that that mm. phase. I mean, I still see him all the time at work, but my schedule is pretty busy. So, but no, it's awesome. And I, you know, I never really, there's all kinds of sports massage techniques and all this stuff out there. I think I took one in the beginning and there's some of my friends that teach some amazing stuff with that out there, but it's, you know, I always say, you know, Michael Jordan's body doesn't work any different than my grandpa's or my grandma's and that, you know, (laughs) sports, if you understand biomechanics and how to get people better, treating a little old lady that got a hip replacement is almost the same as getting the most out of an athlete, you know, 
their mm -hmm. performance or their pain. So the whole, it's just kind of a marketing term. You know, it's kind of like when you go, well, this is a sports medicine doctor. You know, I hear people will say that in my classes. Oh, I'm a sports medicine. I'm, oh, great. Who do you work with? Uh, athletes. Oh, like who? Well, my daughter's seventh grade volleyball team. Oh, great. <laughs> you know, so you get a certification and it doesn't really mean much. You know, it's just a marketing term for that stuff. So we're Bodies were all the same. It's just athletes are good for marketing. Right? That's what we kind of laughed about. Yeah. And so what, um, so you went to massage school and at what point did you start transitioning into more structural integration techniques? Um, you know, that was that from that first experience. And then I just didn't have the money or time to go out to the Rolf Institute. There was a guy named Tom Myers, who was an instructor there who I had met at another conference. And he was talking about kind of leaving there and going to do his own thing because I, I love the Rolf Institute. They're great, but they're very like, we're the best. This is how you do it. You must come to Colorado and not everybody mm -hmm. can afford 30 grand and moving to Boulder, Colorado for a year. So we talked Seriously. them into coming to Orlando and doing the first modules over a year. And so it was pretty awesome to do that because, you know, the first level of that's like 800 hours and a lot of money and time and, you know, more than massage school was. So, so that's how I got into that. And, you know, there's just so many great massage techniques out there that I just kept learning and learning, but I, you know, that's the best as far as, you know, really helping things. And then, that transitioned into energy work. My son, I've been a Reiki master since, I don't know, I was like 24, 25, and I'd use it here and there. But my son had a really, really bad reaction to a vaccine and almost died. And um, he was in intensive care for a while and, you know, wasn't doing well. We had to bring him home because he was bright orange. His liver wasn't working right. And he had belly mm. rubin all over. And, and so for about four years, he could only eat five or six things because he was so reactive, his nervous system. And, you know, anytime if anybody sprayed pesticides, we were outside for a walk. It's like, OK, well, here's a reaction. Let's get to Benadryl. Mm. And I tried every medical doctor and every natural doctor, everything and nothing would work. And I ended up hearing about this technique called body talk, which at the time was uh uh, new energy medicine technique. And I took my son to see this lady and I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world because she's like tapping on his head and testing his arm. And I'm sitting in the corner like, okay, she's going to pull out crystals and slaughter a goat or something. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh God, what are we doing? But she started asking me some questions about his emotional state. Like, hey, did this happen to him? Did this happen? I'm like, yeah, how are you figuring that out? I was like, oh my God, is this like the psychic hotline? How did you know that? And so <laughs> she tapped on a few things and she said, oh, I repaired his DNA. So he should feel better. I was like, whatever, you can't do that. And she's like, well, I'd like to see him in about 10 days. I said, you know, my schedule's real busy. I'll call you. <laughs> let me look at it. And I like left like, yeah, you'll never see me again. Even though she was really cool. In fact, we, we split space together right now. But uh, I uh, I got my little hyperactive son in the car. He passed out, slept like 18 hours, got up, and never had another allergy again. Other than to cats, wow. which he still has. But other than that, it was fine. And his eczema was gone in about five days. And I went, okay, whatever this was worked. And so I went and got some sessions and ended up learning it and met the guy that uh, invented it. We became good friends. He came up and worked with a couple athletes that I worked with. And I just decided to dive into it and became an instructor and taught it in seven countries for 15 years. And, and then uh, actually he passed away last week. That was sad, the founder Aww. of that, but, but I had, uh, I really liked the technique. That was my intro to it. I left that organization a few years ago just because they were kind of getting in some paths I didn't want to go into, but it got me into the energy medicine and being able to deal with emotions and, and belief systems and chakras and, you know, all this crazy stuff that was just amazing, you know, brain parts and all that. And that, so that was kind of my introduction to it. And then, of course, then source point therapy came along and pranic healing and UN method and all the millions of things there are out there. And and uh, it's just amazing what you can help people with with that. So that was the energy thing. Right. And then mm -hmm. doing those two. And then I ended up I was over in the UK teaching and one of my students used to be the trainer for Chelsea Club and. And I went to do some work with him and have fun and hang out with those guys. And he was like, hey, you've got this thing in your back. Can I show you how to fix that? And I said, yeah, my lower back is killing me too and this. And he goes, oh, this is an easy fix. And he put me in this big stretching cage called a true stretch and had me do some movements that I couldn't hardly do. 
And he's like, okay, now walk. And my back was perfect. I'm like, what the hell was, that? <laughs> how did you figure that out? And he goes, oh, I learned from the Gray Institute in, in the States. And I'm like, well, what is that? He said, well, there's this guy, Gary Gray, that, you know, all this stuff and physical therapy that we're taught was completely wrong about how the body works and, you know, mm. check it out. So I watched a couple of his videos, which I was almost arguing with him because it made everything that I'd learned about function and mechanics and gait and all that wrong and so I thought well <laughs> uh, let me go take a couple classes next thing you know I'm in another thousand hour training but uh, it was fun and that's like my our, our business with my wife and I it's Chunamic so we call it we it's a made-up word about the truth of the dynamics of the body until we came up mm. with a better word and then it just stuck so we kind of look at the body as you know in all of our classes the same way you know, if you look at Vedic philosophy, it's like Sattva, Rajas, and Thomas. You have the physical body, how it moves, and then the information, you know, same as Christianity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I mean, that's how God created our bodies. So we like to educate people on here. You got to work on the physical body. Hey, you have to do the energetics. Hey, you have to do some functional stuff because we get stuck in one level and mm -hmm. you got about a 33% chance of getting people better if you're doing one thing, right? So the more right. you learn and you look at that and it goes, and then, you know, my wife, Anne is a yoga teacher trainer. She actually works for Deepak Chopra here in Orlando, uh, oh, teaches cool. at his, his, his center here, but she also is the um, educational chair for a massage school in town. And so we, she's what's called a Franklin method trainer and Franklin method. It's really popular up in, New England, but it's embodied training, embodied anatomy. Mm. And so like when people come in, if we're teaching about the foot and lower leg or like tomorrow we start teaching a class on the organs, she can actually take your brain and your proprioceptive nervous system, right? It's like if I put my hand behind my head, I know where that is based on my, what we call proprioceptors. And so she's really good at getting the body and the mind and the proprioceptive nervous system to play together. So like tomorrow she'll take people through explaining exactly how the diaphragm moves in breath right and how as it comes mm. down it spirals out and then as you breathe out it comes back up and she'll have you start feeling the different sides of your diaphragm and then she'll have you feel the liver and long story short we'll have people move and feel like wow how does your organ move when you move And when people leave the class not only they know how to to release the organs and and help people but it also it, it changes your body so much because when you leave, you can actually feel your kidneys move when you breathe, or you can feel your mm. bladder move when you lean backwards, just because we've never been taught how to do it. So when we teach anatomy, we do it in body. So she does that. And then she goes to Colorado every year and teaches cadaver labs. You know, that's like her thing is anatomy. And so we kind of put those together for our classes. So our approach is kind of looking at structure, function, and energetics. Mm. It's powerful stuff. I mean, I want to get out there and train with you one of these days. Yeah, and, anytime. Uh, I remember the last time I saw you was two summers ago, and I had had this bad snowboard injury where I um, bruised my lungs, oh, yeah. I bruised bruised my collarbone, I had knocked myself out, I had to get stitches in my chin, um, but I was suffering from injury-induced asthma, which I got under control mostly with acupuncture. Um, but mm -hmm. I was still having breathing problems and I came to you and I remember one of the things you noticed was that my diaphragm wasn't inflating all the way while I was breathing because like I had a, I was sort of just like hooked underneath my rib or my rib cage and you like, yeah, I remember your liver was a little stuck and we got your liver to move and then your diaphragm opened up and yeah, that was yeah. fun. <laughs> it was crazy. It was like you added 18% more oxygen to my intake just in that session. I was like, I can't believe I've spent six months like not being able to breathe. Yeah, and, it's crazy. And we did some breathing stuff with you, right? Too, I remember because mm -hmm. a lot of times the connective tissue on the lungs get tight, just like everything else. And we do techniques of breath to open that up. And then it, as an athlete, it's amazing because it helps your VO2 max by about 15%, which is huge. Yes. And it's like, you know, because most of our our breathing is labored and you don't realize how hard it is to breathe till it's easy. Mm. And you're like, wow, that was a lot of work. Right. So yeah, it's all, all fun stuff. Yeah. We did a lot of fun stuff that session. I remember um, I, I had gone wake surfing the day before with my coach and like 
And the feedback people were sending me were like, you got to move your hips more. You got to loosen those hips. I was like, my hips are like as loose as they can be. And then I came and saw (laughs) you and we did all the stretching and the cage and the walking exercises and all I I was leaving and I was like, oh my God, I have Shakira hips. Like I didn't know my (laughs) hips could, could move like this. I didn't even think that was possible. Yeah, and, uh, it's fun, you know. It's so good. All that and tension's I, just sitting in the nervous system, and if we just teach the body how to do its job, it all just comes back super fast. Mm-hmm. I, I literally call you my fixer, like you're the guy <laughs> I go to when the next the next decision is probably surgery. So, like, let's go to Lynn first and see what he can fix. Oh, we and, try, right? I'm not a healer and I'm not a fixer, but I I like to put. You know, information into the body. And, and it's like, I loved your quote on your website um, about awareness, mm. right? Um, what was oh, the guy's so name? Because um, I use, I have, I saw them like, oh, I have that in my PowerPoint. I'll be using that tomorrow. <laughs> it's, um, what's his name? The Chinese guy. Um, yeah, Lao Tzu. Oh gosh. Yeah, Lao Tzu. You know, when he said, I have it here somewhere, I was going to look at it. But he, you know, talks about with when you touch one thing with deep awareness, you touch everything. And so that's mm-hmm. a big part of what we teach is like we do awareness projection exercises. Cause as you know, in energy medicine and as a good therapist yourself, when you really project your awareness into the body, that's the key of being a good therapist. Cause we're not rubbing on skin. Our brain and our awareness has to be in there. Or their body doesn't get it right. It's like you're mm-hmm. all we're doing as therapists is putting information in there. And if we're not, putting our awareness into the body, we can't pick up on it. I always tell, tell people, it's like, you know, cause I usually teach in like a conference hotel or something. And I'm like, yeah, well, if there was something wrong with this hotel, if you just came out and touched the wall, could you tell where the problem, where the fire was or the leak in the hotel was? No, you <laughs> have to go in there, right? Mm-hmm. Cause energy follows awareness. And so when we can project our awareness and do stuff in there, that's what it's all about. Because then the body gets the information and makes the changes itself. We're just educators, basically, as therapists. Mm, I love that concept. Whether it's energetic or or whatever, right? Because otherwise, we get all, you're like, oh, I healed them. Oh, I just like, no, you didn't. You gave them information. Their body went, thank you. So like, yeah, if you get better, it's between you and God. That's your own damn problem. I'm just giving your body information and then I get out. So, <laughs> you know, it's such a part. weird thing to to have the title of healer because it's like, really, I'm just a, a blockage remover and an information giver, like you said. And yeah, um, you know, I when I touch people, my modality is like, okay, you've got this knot. And so I take a deep breath and I relax into it and I send love and I ask their body to let go. And um, then their body usually yeah. does what it's all about you know we're all yeah. we're just there as servants it's like hey body what would you need what would you like and i'll mm. help you and then they and then it does it yeah we're just mm-hmm. serving and that's a slippery slope right to get into that healer thing because then we end up giving them our energy which makes us sick i know that's why i have this tattoo because i gave so much mm. of my energy away i got melanoma i'm like why am i getting cancer this is stupid but i gave too much right or i took it on because mm. my like either they need to get better and so you learn those lessons the hard way if you're always tired as a therapist it's like well stop giving them your energy right and that's yeah right even physiologically right if if we're working on somebody well typically if they come to us it's to get better right and so it's just basic science we're all made out of protons neutrons and electrons and if they're less healthy than we are that means they have less electrons so as soon as we touch them they're draining electrons from us so mm-hmm. that's why we need to go out and get our batteries charged up that's just that's just basic science so right that's why that's... i use my microcurrent and other stuff or go out and walk in the wet grass to get yourself mm. filled up or you'll be doing that and so if you can kind of keep that you know at bay by you know like a surgeon, right? If I went to a heart surgeon, I wouldn't say, you know, if he's like, oh my God, Lynn, I hope I save you. I better do this. And if he's like, <laughs> worry, I'm like, dude, don't touch me. I don't want you to care about your job. Right. And unfortunately in our profession, you know, because we end up being nurturers and caregivers, it's just, it's easy to do that. But anymore, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Right. Because then when people project that it's, I mean, I'm usually booked out like three weeks to a month in advance. Be like, is there any way you could see me? I'm like, sorry, (laughs) I can only do so much. And, you know, you just have to kind of come from that place. It's like, Hey, I'm here to serve you, but not kill myself and and the thing. So if you get better, great. If you don't, we can be neutral and we get way better results when we, when Mm -hmm. we're neutral about stuff, 
right? It's called holding space. Totally. I call that being at capacity mm-hmm. for the day. Like I'm already at my capacity for the day. And for me, that's like four to five hours of, of client time in a day at yeah. most. And I don't do that every day even. So I'm like, all right, I could stack like a five hour day as long as I'm going to have like a two hour day the next day. Yeah, I know. I hear you. And I, I do about, I've, I'm learning my limits being 54 years old now. My body's like, don't do this anymore. But I I tend to do three days a week. I'll do eight hours. I mean, I'll do four hours and then a one hour break and then four hours and get out. But I also, that's three days a week. And then I might have somebody fly in or come to my house or something, you know, on the other days if I feel like it to make up for it. But it's just the fact that I have to commute like 40 minutes to my office. And Mm. otherwise I just jump in there. You know, I like to knock it out because it takes so much time in our other businesses to, to do. If I just work six hours a day, honestly, I'd never have time to get anything done. So I compress it for now, but that's, you know, it takes a toll. It sure does. Absolutely. You got me thinking about, I was, I've been thinking for the last few days, I was like, do I need to just fly out and go see Lynn for this thing in my back? Like it's almost there, you know, but I'm like, "Ah, I could just go see Lynn anyways. We could, (laughs) we could do some distance work and see what we can clear out that way or do a functional assessment with it. If not, we can come in and we'll throw some, throw some bows at it, see what we can do. So explain to my listeners why distance work actually works. Well, you know, the funny thing is, is there's been more research done on energy medicine and distance work than there has for like Prozac, you know, I mean, it's been our, our army's been doing it, our government's been researching that for so long. It's mm. crazy. In fact, Greg Braden has a lot of books about that. And one of our friends, uh, we see at conferences a lot, his name's James Oshman. And he has two books that are really, really great if you want to get nerdy about it. Um, it's One's called The Scientific Basis for Energy Medicine, and the other one is mm. um, Energy Medicine. I think it's in Sports Performance and Human Intervention or something like that. But it's James, and his last name is O-S-C-H-M-A-N. He's a good guy. And he's just yeah. compiled all of the research that's been done forever. And they just talk about, you know, so much of quantum physics and the observer effect and and all of Mm -hmm. that stuff that they've done so much research. And, you know, the thing that I I find with that too, if if you think about how we're really working, right? Everything is protons, neutrons, and electrons. The only difference between me and this chair, my grandpa's stuffed fish on the wall, right? Is information and consciousness that holds all that together. So when we can really get our belief systems to change to the truth about how things are, then it's so much easier to change the informational level than it is to get the physical body to go. Right. And, you know, Mm, sometimes the body wants a physical level, sometimes it's energetic, but for me, I, uh, my results energetically went when I had somebody did a bunch of, uh, a bunch of Ewan method and neuroemotional technique and some, some, uh, body talk on my belief systems about what was possible in healing, right? Because if I don't believe it's true as a practitioner, their body's like, yeah, I'm not going to believe you. You don't (laughs) trust yourself. Yeah, good, right? Whatever. So once we get our our, uh, brains shifted, it's it's pretty easy to do. And I think we all, as you know, I mean, we learn all these energy techniques and they're all great, but we're in kindergarten of energy medicine. We don't even know what Mm. we're doing. I mean, we do. And I thought the body talk did a great job of really getting a, you know, taking a protocol chart and using a left-brained way to make sure that your intuition that you're testing for is right. That was the biggest thing. And, you know, the thing that I loved about that too is instead of kind of testing the body or doing a muscle test for stuff, that's okay, but that can be horribly biased because you're still testing of, do you need this or, or is this right or is this wrong for you? And that that tends to fall back into that diagnostic model of, okay, well, here's your symptoms and you have all these symptoms and this is what we do, right? That's why our mm-hmm. Western medicine friends are wonderful at emergency medicine, but they suck at everything else, right? They don't yeah. do healthcare, they do sick care. And so the thing I loved about body talk is you started you know, testing um, priority testing, like, Hey body, I don't care what's wrong with you. What is your priority? What's the thing you want to do first? And that's what I like at work. It might say, Oh, let's do, give me some cranial sacral therapy. Oh, go clear out this chakra. Oh, move my L4 vertebrae. Oh, Hey, get rid of this trauma. When a 
girl beat me up and humiliated me in second grade, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. happens, I like that we can just kind of have a system to dive in and figure out what it is. But we learn all these techniques, which I just call them, they're kind of guidelines or, you know, hints at how it works. Because as you know, with Reiki, we make it all of our own, right? We all just say, okay, I like this, but this feels or this works better for me. So you know, and it's fun to, yeah. I feel like everybody's like, oh, you're like one of the authorities in energy medicine. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, it, it works, but I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, yeah, so I know. It's not, yeah. it's not how it works, right? We're, yeah. we're every day, you know, that's how it works. I mean, there's days when I leave work, like, wow, that was amazing. All these people got better. And there's other days I leave work and go, God, I suck. This is terrible. I quit. I can't figure it out. You know, that's, that's oh, just God. part of any profession. You know? What a relief. You too. <laughs> I have those oh, days yeah, as no. well where people are like, can you explain to me what it is that you do? And I'm like, uh, I've recently been unlocked to do a lot more than I could do before. Like now what I do is way transcended Reiki energy healing. Like Reiki yeah. energy is like kindergarten compared to what it's I'm doing school. now. Yeah, I know. It. So I have people like, oh, I do Reiki. I go get Reiki. I just kind of go, okay, well, do you want to? You know, I'm all respect to Reiki. Don't get me wrong, but it's sure. so outdated for that. But it's yep. amazing, right? Blockages, yeah. clear. Just it's. I still use it. Whatever yeah. the body wants. You were one of the first people I told. I was like, Lynn, I'm finally a Reiki master, and you're like, That's cool. But have you heard of this? And I was like, ah. <laughs> 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 No, no, it's really great though, because I'll sometimes people buy just give me Reiki, leave me alone, and I love it mm-hmm. because you can get out of the space, and it just opens up. The first time that I I was a Reiki master, and I could say I was like not a Reiki atheist, but you know, I'm like, okay, it works. I felt that I felt better, but yeah. I was out wakeboarding and did a back roll and came up short and bam, blew out my eardrum. And I was like, oh, it hurt so bad, and I couldn't sleep. And I got up the next morning. I remember getting out of the shower and drying my hair. I'm like, what is that? And there was this huge ball of energy off my left ear, which I did, and I just. Mm did a Reiki symbol and followed it in. And it took about four or five minutes, but when it cooled off, my ear was 100% perfect, no pain. And I could hear perfect. I was like, okay, so yeah, that's legit. That's awesome. Here we go. So yeah, I think God gives us all those things to go, okay, I need you to do more of this. So I'm going to, I'm going to make you prove yourself to it. So. Right. There are days that good stuff. There are days I have surrendered and relaxed into literally working on someone's soul, like all of their energetic DNA makeup, all of it at once. Like the and, and usually that's partnered with plant medicine, um, but like mm-hmm. I I get so deep and all of a sudden you get to affect everything that makes them up, all of their energetic systems at once and like. And then there's some days where I'm like, whew, this is, uh, is this person just resistant or what's going on here? We're just, uh, yeah, sometimes that's and... just it. Right. And, and that's, mm-hmm. that's the, uh, you can lead a horse to the bar, but he won't always drink the shot. You know, that's what I say. It's yeah. more fun than the water, but, um, yeah. But yeah, and that's the thing. And that's why people too, you know, don't take responsibility for their health. We can do some great work, but it's like, you should get off your couch and stop eating McDonald's every day. Then maybe we could have <laughs> some luck with you because the whole energy field just congested, right? But that's mm-hmm. that's how it goes. Yeah. And so we've a done a lot miracles. of talking. We've mentioned oh. body talk a bunch. Um, what is body talk for those who don't know? Um, body talk is a technique that's pretty cool. A guy named uh, Dr. John Beltheim, who just recently passed away and developed it. And he was brilliant in the fact that he was a chiropractor and acupuncturist and a Reiki teacher and all this stuff. And he is one of the smartest people you ever meet. And he just learned all these techniques or took all these other techniques that he had learned and put them in a protocol chart and then, um, gave you, uh, you know, a, a way to test the body for what its priorities are. To, it's really about testing the body for which body parts aren't communicating together, or aren't synchronized is what that basically is. Now, there's an offshoot of it that I really love now called Body Intuitive that a couple of my friends that um, used to be in Body Talk did. And it's a lot more for practitioners. And, you know, really, it's really mm. great stuff. It's pretty, can be pretty heady, but the results are amazing. The one of the people that put it together, uh, my friend Janet, she's a great um, 
doctor of, you know, oriental medicine, just amazing acupuncturist. My other friend, Dr. Laura Stuve, she's out in California there up in Santa Cruz. And she used to be a, a researcher and teacher up at Berkeley. So she was one of the people mm. that uh, spent a lot of time researching our genetics and all that, which now we know was almost a waste of time, right? It's all epigenetics. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you spent a yep. trillion dollars and got nothing out of it, basically. It's all epigenetics, you know? And it's like, yeah. are we still like, oh, and people are like, oh, it's a helix. No, that's not what the DNA looks like. It's all the misinformation out there for <laughs> that we've needed for the last two years to sell drugs. But, uh, mm. but uh, yeah, whole nother subject. But um, but anyway, they they put up a new class called Body Intuitive, which is basically a, a, another class that does. I really really love it. My wife took it; it's great. It's amazing for allergies and and just all kinds of immune system stuff. But you know, also the chakras mm. and and all of energy, every aspect they go into it very deeply. Quantum physics is pretty great. So I love that. I also um, love Source Point therapy. That's one of my favorite mm. therapies. Uh, I learned about that when I was teaching over in Japan and, and anyone can take it. It's very, very powerful. Um, my friend Bob Shree and his wife had had come up with that. He's a, an old school rolfer, just a great guy. They mm -hmm. live out in New Mexico, but they kind of he's very artsy and very Buddhist and very into all that stuff. But they had come up with a way where they found out like where they would see in all these old pictures of all these shamanic pictures of all these dots around the body. And so they would do deep meditations and all this stuff and find it. And anyway, long story short, it's an easy technique where you're kind of plugging the body back into its own blueprint, you know, cause we're all the way we're designed. We all have a blueprint and the sperm and egg come together and our innate wisdom reads that blueprint. And, and so source point therapy is amazing because, you know, you get the body plugged into the blueprint and then you go in and you remove blockages and do a bunch of other things. Very easy technique, but it's powerful. Mm. I, in fact, I used to teach a, a structural integration class for body talk where we would go in uh, and release fascia, you know, energetically without having to touch people and, and release mm. a lot of structural stuff. And once I, took that or had that done and took the first class I'm like well I'm done teaching that class because this is so much easier work so much better with with that you know even though I got to go around the world make a lot of money on that class I was like well just the ethics of this being out there which is easier I just can't teach that anymore so I kind of like you guys got to go take source point therapy and it's it's a very cool technique it's it's amazing so there's just and that's more for you know, if you want to change the structure of the body energetically, that technique is amazing. Mm. I do a lot of that with uh, distance sessions and things like that too, but you know, which all the energy stuff you can do, but it's, it's one of the main ones. They're, they're pretty awesome. Just, it's yeah. a great time because there's so many amazing people out there making out so many techniques. And I, I hear of so many others. I wish I could, you know, when my wife and I laugh that if we could just win the lottery, we would just travel around and take <laughs> classes all the time. All right. So uh, I've been having the same thought lately too. I'm like, gosh, even yeah. just like the, the little mini lottery winnings, you know, I would be so good with that. Just the next three years, just travel around, learn things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's a great time because everybody's so aware, you know, especially in the last mm. few years of, of what's out there about health and what's not and what we're programmed with. And, and that's why we're actually in next year, we're going to start doing some healing retreats because we looked out there and there's like, Oh, there's all these great retreats around the world, but it's like, you know, a yoga retreat, which is amazing, right? They're great. And there's all kinds of healing retreats, but we're like, Ooh, wait till we put one together where you're doing yeah. yoga and breath worth and, teaching you how to clear your energy field. And we'll be doing, you know, the cool thing about energy work is, is, you know, I used to do a lot of stuff on our site. In fact, we're thinking about starting it back up again is doing monthly sessions for people on this because with energy, right. I can, I can, uh, if we think about how we, how we really work, like I could, you could call me up like we've done and say, okay, Hey, I'm going to do a session on you Barrett. But if I can get a 10 people or three people or a thousand people, I can still test what the priority is for the entire group. And because we all kind of have the mm. same issues, right? Mm -hmm. When you do that and you get that more many people, it's a lot more powerful. So um, a lot of people do that type of work. We kind of pioneered that in the past, but we got so busy teaching individuals. And, but, you know, in these retreats, I want to get people in a room and just start picking apart everybody's belief systems and blockages and all that, because 
you know, real healing if we don't go to those levels, you know, and then, you know, hey, get up every morning and have a functional workout and stretching and then have the whole day to explore a beautiful place and jump in the ocean and pull all mm. the goo out with the ions, you know, that's kind of like, hey, that sounds like fun. If everybody else is doing it, we need to get on that because I think we could maybe do a little different or a little bit better in some areas. So that'd be Oh my cool. gosh, I, I would definitely attend. I'd I'll keep like you whole, posted. Whole weekend to just like heal yeah well you travel a lot so if you know of any good resorts that we could do it at let me know because we're going to be looking at that okay deal um are you open to out of the country of course cool keep you posted yeah so you'll tell (laughs) my guests you need to teach me how to surf better if we're going to where you want to go i understand yes (laughs) well and my more mentor now in um in shamanism and facilitation, he's he's looking at taking ayahuasca to Costa Rica. And so he's Ooh, nice. looking at spots right now that are on the ocean and could hold that space for um, big ceremonies as well. Yeah, we so. should talk about that because that's something that keeps coming up for me. And I guess it's time for me to, to take that journey. And, you know, my little conservative tight Christian roots, well, not that there's anything wrong with being Christian, it's pretty open, but just the growing up in a small town in the middle of Nebraska, you're right. It's like, Oh, this is bad. And that's bad. Now as I mature and grow up and I'm like, yeah, I totally want to expand my consciousness and figure out what Mm. that's about, you know? So have you done any plant medicines yet? I have not. Oh my gosh, Lynn. And to, to think you've gotten to where you are without it is just like, you're going to unlock like a thousand more levels. I know. That's what I hear. My wife's like, oh God, wait till you try mushrooms. I'm going to, I don't know if it's going to be great or horrible for you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Haven't gotten there yet though. So one of these days, this hasn't uh, presented itself. Well, when you're ready for mushrooms, I'm your girl. <laughs> All right. When you're ready for ayahuasca, I know where to take you. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess we'll have yeah. to figure that out. We definitely should. I would actually love to get in that space and do energy medicine with people to just see what it's like and what comes up or maybe just to observe somebody else doing it. I bet it's pretty crazy. Oh, it's so, so profound. Um, you know, I, I do a lot of energy work and body work on mushrooms as well. And nice. so either I just take it or my clients take it also. And I mean, to I can see the energy systems running through the body. I had a, a client who was a smoker. I could actually see the blackness of his lungs. He's been smoking for 30 years, you know, like I could, I mean, it almost brought me to tears once I realized what I was seeing um, I to see that and then to just deeply touch people's energy fields, to, to touch their source code and up-level that and raise the frequency from like pure creationism. Uh, it's wild almost like two clouds of smoke coming together and and expanding into something different Um, yeah it's so cool with that type of work right because i bet you can really see the patterns that kind of evolved to create that dysfunction and you know when how it's serving them and be like you no longer need that here's there's another way that's better yeah that's Mm -hmm. doesn't get any better than that it really doesn't. And if they're in the medicine as well, they're they're so open to receiving that new programming as well. And um, Yeah, you know, and it just fascinates me too, looking at the science behind the psilocybin and all this stuff and how much the CIA had done research. And it's like, oh, this is bad. Let's hide it. It's like, are you kidding me? And so they stigmatized all of that like they do, mm-hmm. you know, oh, marijuana is bad, but get drunk every weekend, you know? And so it's just like, yeah, that makes, you know, don't do drugs, but you should be on this because even though you have 90,000 side effects, right? Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it's it's just the research behind it. And I have a couple, um, there's a ayahuasca place in town here. And uh, I had a mm-hmm. couple clients that were vets that had some PTSD stuff and came out after one session. And one guy was like, I'm completely fine. The other guy did it a couple mm-hmm. times and then he was fine. I was like, okay, that was amazing. So, right. Yeah. And I think you make a great point about just the most popular drug that's bad for you, alcohol. And everyone's all about drink this alcohol. And, you know, you go to a family gathering and everyone wants to drink. You go out, like I'm, 
experimenting with dating again and people are like, oh, let's go out for a drink. And I'm like, that's literally the one thing I don't want to do. Like, Yeah, it's like, how about we go for a run? Or Yeah, I know, but it's just that society, right? It's like, hey, here's something that will take the edge off so we can sit here and stand to be with each other and get the anxiety out of the way. And yeah, hey, I love my red wine, but I just, anymore, I just, I don't like feeling like crap, you know, and I don't have time for it. Exactly. My liver's like, what are you doing? You're not 21. Just stop it. (laughs) People love to gift alcohol and I've got some great bottles of wine sitting in my mini fridge and I'm just like, okay, wait, when can I afford to feel like shit the next morning? Like, when do I not want to go surf early? When do I like not have clients Mm -hmm. I need to be responsible for? Like, okay, wait, that's like never. So... And then, and yeah, then like, and I want to take funny. mushrooms. Yeah, I'll end up exactly, taking mushrooms exactly. and, and other people are like, you're doing what? And I'm like, I literally took a less yeah. than a gram of mushrooms to hang out with you right now. And if yeah. I feel great. And guess what? Yeah. I'll feel amazing tomorrow morning and you won't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never done mushrooms, but that's, that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. Until it's you corrupt me, you know. <laughs> it, it's all true. Yeah. And it's funny, right? Because it it just, and we really don't know, but for me, looking at that stuff or seeing what they do and, and, you know, being one of those people that can see a lot of subtle energies and especially feel them, who knows what portal that's opening up to. And I'm, I'm sure there's a doorway where you could go a lot of good and bad ways once you open it. But I think it just probably takes a lot of filters off your brain to where you're like, oh, because I mean, science has proven that you know, if I can sit here and work on one of my clients in South Africa, where I can just bring them into a, my mental workshop and see everything and do it just as well as they're here, we're tuned into every single person on this mm-hmm. planet whenever we want. We can feel and get all that information, but we're just, you know, our educational system, like once the Rockefellers took it over and made us all mindless drones to go get jobs and be poor and not think, right? Is that just yeah. anything that's like, ooh, if that's right brained or ooh, whatever, no, that's not good, or ooh, that's artsy. Be artsy, but keep it in a box. And I, I mm. think that people are surprised when they start learning energy modalities or doing things, how much their intuition is on and, and to allow them to develop that. I was terrible at intuitive stuff years ago. I mean, I was like the worst body talk practitioner I would lose my testing ability all the time but I just kept at it and kept at it and now it's like yeah you can you can do all right Mm so I mean I'm good with what's going on with clients I can't tell you you know what the stock market's going to do but you know when I do when I do yeah I've totally got the lottery thing figured out every time but I just feel it would be bad ethically if I won the lottery Oh, is that your excuse? (laughs) Why did he win it again? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I really want to play the lottery after I do ayahuasca next time because I feel like I walk away so tapped into creating through the source code that like I can literally walk anywhere and like make anything happen. And I'm just like, I think I just need to go buy a lottery ticket as soon as I get back in January. Yeah, I know. I should do that too. For me, I'm usually like, all right, what's the next business or thing that I can come up with to capitalize on? So maybe I'm mm. I'm still steeped in my Midwestern. You only worked 60 hours this week. You're lazy. <laughs> you know, it's like, so I get something yeah. for nothing. Yes, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. you need to More down those hours, <laughs> raise the price, down the hours. Yeah, no, I keep raising my prices. I'm expensive, but there's just so many people I want to help, you know, and I'm not Mm -hmm. like, you know, I still go and have fun and do things, but so I I got some good students around that I send people to. And so who works on you? Um, Well, you know, it really depends on what I want. Um, Mm. I've got a good friend over in Spain. He's got introduced me to the UN method that I'll jump to once in a while to do things. I've got some therapists in town. I tend to jump around depending on what I need. I've got a real good friend named Paul Pock here, who's an amazing therapist. We're kind of like the OGs of Orlando. We've been around forever. He's Mm. just amazing. And my friend Pete, who's actually our teaching assistant, is amazing. Loved him. He's coming up this weekend. So I'll get some some body work from him. He's awesome. Um, so yeah, or my wife, you know, she's a therapist, but she doesn't really do it, but she's been through our classes so many times that, you know, she's like, I'm like, Hey, my infraspinatus is not okay. You know, she'll just, she's pretty darn good just from osmosis of being in the classes teaching. So that, that depends. 
Mm-hmm. Depends on what I need. Yeah. But I'm like you once in a while. I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. I just want to relax. Like, you should go get some body work. I'm like, oh, I have to put it on my schedule or I don't get it. I've been better about that yeah. lately. Well, good for you. Mm-hmm. I need to get better about that. Like, uh, I love the times when I'm like, okay, every other week at least, you know, and then it's like you just get such peak performance and peak oh, feeling yeah. energetically. And, you know, it's a big reminder to me how much I just start carrying just stuff that like we can't flush out ourselves. Yeah. And, um, yeah, for sure. And and I know, especially energetically, if things are, are breaking or aren't going smoothly, you know, mm-hmm. not that I can fight mercury retrograde or anything but you know it's like when i can just tell like okay things are just a little bit off or they're more difficult that i'm like yeah i need to get with somebody and do some energy clearing because we just clear it up i mean i'll do like i love chronic healing that's easy for anybody to learn and i can clear myself and it's great and and all that then it was when i used to have lyme disease i used to do that a lot just to get through the day but um but uh you know it's it's important get that energetic hygiene to, for all yeah. of us. Cause we're, you know, can walk through a angry room. I always tell my clients I'm right above this big cigar uh, company restaurant bar. So there's people smoking cigarettes and they have to walk through and they're like, mm. Oh, I'm going to smell like cigars. I'm like, sorry. You know, <laughs> even though they're outside, but I just kind of say, it's like, well, I like that as an advantage. Cause like, well, let's say you were in a room that was really stressed or you're around family or somebody that's stressed. You didn't, you weren't stressed, but you're around somebody that was that kind of sticks to us, you know? And that's why mm-hmm. we can feel heavy and all that and getting all that cleared off is just, it's just like hygiene. We wash our hands, but we never learn how to, unless we're standing out in the wet ground, we don't have a way to discharge all that static electricity. And we have all our rubber soled shoes and everything. And we're just so disconnected from the earth and we build up all this stuff. We never get rid of and It's mm-hmm. important. You know, energetic hygiene is a very important thing. What are some of your favorite shoes to wear that'll connect you that don't have those rubber soles that allow that connection with the earth? I don't have any, I can't oh. wear flip flops because of my, my shape of my feet. Um, my wife has some and she just got a new pair. I can't remember the name of them, but they've got the little, um, like brass thing that runs through the bottom of mm-hmm. them up to the top. So it's right underneath the ball of your foot. I can't remember the name cool. of this company, but they've got those, but I don't a lot. I'll just like, you know, lovely thing is it's floored in December. I can go outside mm. and stand in my yard and be wonderful. And I don't freeze to death doing that. So I, I tend to try and do that several times a week. And I've got a lot of, you know, or salt water. If I can't do that at work, I'm always spraying my hands down with vodka and lavender oil and salt you know i throw all the energetic Mm. stuff in a bowl of salt water and pour it out at the end of the day or you know just anything salty especially in the ocean you go in there it just discharges so yeah i try to do that since i i can't wear the shoes you're giving me a great (laughs) reminder of why it's so important for me to surf you know like i yeah mornings are generally my free time free time quote unquote but um, I'm always trying to go surf, but then it was like work catch up time for a while. And then it's like, okay, well, if I overslept surfing, what am I going to do? It turns into chores. And now I'm surfing like twice a week right now. And I like, I feel it where I'm like, I need to surf more than that. And um, people who don't understand are like, well, you can give up some of your surf time to, to make headway on your work stuff. And I'm like, but you really can't. Like, I really can't. Well, you can for a week, but then after that, you just get bogged down. You know, that's why people don't realize when they get burned out at work and all that stuff, it's not just mental, it's physiological. And if your brain is one mm. big electrical thing, and if you don't discharge it and go out and do something or exercise, it just builds up. So that's why a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you've been doing this for 30 years, you don't get that burned out on. It's like, well, there's times when I'm like, okay, I've had enough, but I never feel like all oh, this quits, right? And I think like you're surfing, you know, that's you've got to have that outlet or that get in touch with nature and the spirituality of that stuff. Otherwise, you know, what's the point of being alive? We tend to, to make, I mean, I can be a workaholic very easily, very quickly, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, says the guy who hasn't taken a day off to Thanksgiving in four weeks, but, you know, but I- taking the time every day to get to the gym or do stuff, you know, it, it's just, that's my piece, you know, that's, I get up in the morning and go for walks and, you know, runs mm-hmm. or get the gym and it's just enough to get you grounded. And then you're like, Hey, outside is beautiful. I'm okay. That, that mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. 
And so we've mentioned, we've mentioned, you know, uh, there's these parts of like the triangle to take care of, right? So there's the body, Mm -hmm. there's your energy, there's the spirit. Um, Do you consider those to be sort of the three parts or? Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, we have a physical body, right? Mm -hmm. And then we have how it moves and all the physiology, how does our blood move, you know, all of that stuff. And then the energetic aspect, and, you know, our bodies are just holding the the spirits and the energy and the information and the physiology is how we make things happen on the planet with it, you know, the movement. So you can't have one without the other, right? If we stop moving, then the body gets, you know, basically when we die, we stop moving, right? That's right. your heart stop moving, your cranial sacral rhythm. But, you know, but if we, if we don't do the energetic aspect or the spiritual aspects, then the rest of it gets really messed up because we're not, questioning why and we're not going deeper into our existence and really knowing ourselves and our creator and then you know that's kind of the purpose that we're here is to evolve spiritually mm-hmm. and you know I, I yeah I mean it could go on forever about that but I think if you're not spending time doing that and for me it's easy like okay I worked out and I you know did some stretches at work. I, I got this, but if I don't have my meditation time or sit and breathe into all my body parts that are tense and figure out what the emotion is and what I'm supposed to learn from it and let it go, that's usually for me the first thing to go. It's like, oh, I'll do it later. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, football scores. Yeah, well, we'll do it in a minute. And like, crap, I spent, I just got sucked into a YouTube, you know, thing, TikTok mm-hmm. thing. And now I didn't do it. I got to go to bed. And then five days later, you're like, God, I just don't feel good or I feel really anxious. And I think that's carving out that time, like you said, at least every other day to spend time with that. We would all have a lot more health, make a lot better decisions and, and uh, you know, need a lot less alcohol or whatever people do with cigarettes, you know, to do that. Right. So all, all of those levels, right? If we don't work out, if we don't, we don't uh, move all of it, we don't stretch our bodies and get it worked on. It's, it's not good. Yeah. What research are you starting to see come through the pipeline right now that you're really excited about? Ah, that's a funny one. Well, just for me in the last couple of weeks, I thought you noticed my tongue's probably a little blue in my head. I had not, but let me see it now. (laughs) They are. Yes, I have a, here you go. Now I have blue teeth. Um, I, one of my friends who's a physical therapist or her husband's a massage therapist, I know, and they found out he had stage three cancer and tumors. And so he went to, Mm. uh, he went to a, um, cancer facility down in Mexico and I had Lyme disease cured back in April. Um, I've had it really, really bad. And then I caught COVID and couldn't go away. And a doctor that I knew had given me a lovely little potion that took it all off in 20 hours and I felt great. And then I stayed on it for about three weeks and my Lyme disease is pretty much gone. Um, wow. So yes, I won't say what it is cause I don't want to get in trouble, but it's not ivermectin or all the other things that they got in trouble over, but you can, you can look up uh, CLO2. That's all I'm going to say, or go to Andreas Calker, Andreas is a lovely German mm. biophysicist who talks about that stuff, but that got rid of all that stuff for me. Um, but I, my friend who went to Canada, to Mexico, they were using the, the stuff. And then also they had a thing called methylene blue. And she said, have you heard about this? And I said, no. And so she goes, well, get some and take it. And now of course, Dave Ashbury and all these, you know, the bulletproof coffee mm. guy, all these people are touting it, but there's this food dye that they made in like the 1860s. And or not food dye, I'm sorry, clothing dye. That's how you get like mm. blue, blue things. It's methylene blue. And then this, uh, the doctors and scientists back then wanted to understand cells better. And so they would take the blue dye and put it on cells and look at it under the microscopes because it gave contrast so they could study it. And then what they realized though is like all the little parasites and little viruses and stuff around it started dying, but the cell got really healthy. And they didn't understand why, because back then they couldn't understand the science and all that. But mm. what uh, they did do is they started to make it the uh, very first um, treatment for malaria. So they would just put it in water and people would drink it and your, your pee would turn blue, but there's no side effects and it would kill all the stuff. And so it was like the first supposed magic bullet. But, you know, since it's a 
textile thing that you can't patent at the pharmaceutical companies like meh whatever but every emergency room in the country carries it because if you have arsenic poisoning or other types of poisoning and you go in there they will put methylene blue in an iv and it will neutralize it so what they found yeah it's amazing but what they found out that it does is when we think about you know once again getting back to energy right when we eat food our body breaks it down into vitamins and minerals or breaks down the constituents to get all the fuel in there and then get rid of what's not good and keep it. And then eventually that gets into our bloodstream and goes to cells. And then our body breaks it down into electrons. And then they take that electron into the cell through what's called the electron transport chain. And then that goes into the mitochondria to create what we call ATP or adenosine triphosphate, which is what gives us energy. And so what they found methylene blue does, it actually heals the electron transport chain and it kills all the little stuff around it. And it can even become the electrons that you need. So it totally heals the cells and heals the cellular metabolism. That's why they're starting to research it for cancer and, and brain trauma and all that stuff. And it is amazing. Like your brain just, boom, it's like a nootropic. Somebody's calling it like the limitless pill right in mm. fact my son has pretty bad add and i go here son thomas drink this and he's like what is that and i go just trust me drink it and of course <laughs> i had to drink it first so he thought i wasn't just trying to die his hunger <laughs> but uh he drank it and he goes well, what's going to do for him i go just let me know how you're feeling today and he had to do uh, an event at universal studios with his company and he was texting me like holy crap like my concentration is amazing i feel so mm. good right and it, people are losing weight because your cellular metabolism works you start burning more energy and it's cool so that is the latest um thing that i've looked at as far as you know it's almost like liquid energy medicines you can go on amazon and buy i think i got compass labs methylene blue and it's like 30 bucks will last you like four months, but it really helps to mm. go in and heal up a bunch of broken cells. It's a really anti-aging thing that here it's, it's a blue dye that they didn't know how it worked until they learned about the electron transport chains and how it works. So I, I just yeah. love, I find something like that every month that I look into and check out and, and do, and, uh, you know, it's all, it's all fun stuff, but yeah. you know, I don't Take know. It. Taking Next notes on that right now. Something about fascia or whatever I'm always into. I just, uh, a serial researcher, I guess. My wife gets annoyed if we have to buy a new trash can because I'll spend like three hours researching and looking at reviews. Okay, this is the one we get. She just buy a trash <laughs> can. I can't, I can't help that. My, I have to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we have that in common for sure. Like I'm doing an office chair right now and it's like, oh, there's so many office chairs and you just got to look at them all, read all the reviews, make sure they don't fall apart quickly, like all the things. But, uh, yeah. Meth- and so are there any side effects of that to kind of be wary of? Like uh, Blue urine. That's about it. Ugh, yeah. Darn. I mean, if you took a ton of it, you wouldn't, but I mean, it, I don't know. They say the dosage, there's a lots of stuff out there. There's lots of books on, I mean, if you just blue bird, Google methylene blue, you'll be like, Oh my God, there's so much on it out there. How did I not know about it? Mm, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I can't make recommendations with my license or anything. I'm just saying that's what I research and it's pretty cool stuff and I feel great on it. So, mm. but, uh, yeah. Yeah, and adding Check it to it my shopping list right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, and so if my listeners would like to work with you upcoming, how can they do that? Um, they could go to truenamics.com, which is T-R-U-N-A-M-I-C-S dot com, and they can. Uh, there's a link there. Otherwise, you can go to massagebook.com slash b-i-z slash lynn teachworth that's my name so trunamics.com is pretty easy to get there and can go on there and uh, book a session awesome so and then how can they keep up with you on social media where are you uh i hate social media (laughs) (laughs) well we do an all right job my wife does most of it you can go to you can go find trunamics on facebook or also on instagram or on there Cool. And so we, we do most of that. And my wife, she'll put a lot of stuff on what's called anatomy and asana. So teach, she teaches a lot of embodied anatomy for yoga teacher trainings and stuff too. So she puts a lot of stuff on there. So if okay, you're a yoga cool. teacher and you want to learn anatomy and energy, go with her and her friends. Um, they teach classes all over and teach 
teach uh, dissection stuff for everybody if you want to learn more about the body and anatomy and fun stuff. Mm. So that's that's where we are, Instagram. And, and you can always email me at lynn at truenamics.com or Facebook, but that would be mostly my wife making me put stuff on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I've been watching your social media slowly emerge over the last couple of years. So proud yeah, of you. I, I, I take like two days and then we just film a bunch of videos and do it and then post one a week and then like, oh, we ran out of videos. So yeah, we'll get a bunch this weekend from our class. I'm sure we'll put on there. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining me. You have just been a mentor to me all these years and what you've been learning and sharing that knowledge with me and how it's expanded my my comprehension of what was possible. And um, it's definitely a, a deep inspiration for me to get into massage and energy work. So I thank you well, so hey, much. It's been my, my pleasure and it's been awesome to watch how much of an amazing force you are in helping so many people and being a, a brilliant practitioner. That's pretty awesome. And to have the guts to put it out there and do stuff like this. I love that. Yeah. Well, you're awesome. Oh, thank you. So are you. (laughs) And thank you so (laughs) much for joining me today. (laughs) My pleasure. Anytime. I'd love to come back. I'll have you back for sure. For sure. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and review this podcast wherever you're listening. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey with me. Until next time.